Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're diving into part two, two out of two, of how to have a faster postpartum return. So I'm giving you 15 tips to speed up your postpartum recovery. So if you haven't already listened to the first eight tips in the last episode, pause me right now, go back over there, and I'll meet you over there. If you've already listened to it, awesome. These really build upon each other, so I don't want you to miss those first ones. All right, let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. Number nine, measure and track your progress in a variety of ways. I think so many times we get fixed on the number on the scale. And when we're so fixated on that, when we become obsessed with it, we place so much of our worth in it. And I know, especially if you're in the military and you have to, you know, meet these body composition standards, I know the scale matters and those certain measurements for your height and weight and body composition, it matters. But my friend, do not place your worth in it. Continue to grow in detaching your identity from those things. Set other goals outside of that too. Set goals and performance metrics. Focus on how you feel more than how you look. You know, also look at, okay, how am I fitting in my clothes? Do I see that growing, you know, changing over time? You know, there's other forms of measurements that can be really helpful to track. Um, You look at different ways to measure your body composition. So if you're in the army, we have the army wellness center. It's like a great and not often known resource. They do like, you can do monthly, um, weigh-ins basically that gives you all these awesome stats on your body composition. And it gives you the breakdown of your muscle and your fat and your, that's how it breaks down your body composition. It's super accurate compared to the silly tape tests and all the different things that we do that are very outdated ways to do that. And so it's going to be encouraging for you because you're going to see that progress over time. So I always love to go postpartum, you know, when you feel like you're in a place where you could handle that, I I want to kind of be clear here. If it's going to be triggering to you to see those numbers, wait till you're in a place where you can take it as just objective numbers without placing a lot of worth in it or judging yourself for it, but get it as a baseline and then you can track progress over time. And you know how encouraging that is because sometimes we can't like, see or feel all these changes but if and oftentimes the number on the scale might not be moving much but guess what we've gained a bunch of muscle and we've lost a lot of fat percentage and the number on the scale isn't changing that much because muscle is denser you know it weighs more and so we might not be seeing that difference but when we look at the real numbers we can see wow like look how strong I'm getting you know and that can be super encouraging so let me give you some stats on weight gain through pregnancy because I think this is really important it can be very hard mentally when we don't immediately lose all the baby weight once we give birth we're like wait like I just gave birth my body's and my baby's outside of my body like why did I not immediately see all of the weight go down on the scale and so three to four pounds of our weight gain is this is average is okay so three to four pounds is blood volume one to two pounds of our weight gain is our breasts four pounds of extra body fluid eight to ten pounds of protein fat energy sores one to two pounds is our placenta two pounds amniotic fluid two to three pounds is our uterus and then seven to eight pounds or 10 pounds if you're my baby um, on averages that's what 
leads to the total of, you know, an average of 30 to 35 pounds of the recommended weight gain. So it's so much more than just our baby weight, as we oftentimes call it. We refer to it as that. And so we get bogged down mentally when like, okay, my baby's outside of my body. Why is my body still feel like squishy? And I, I still have all this weight, you know, and, and it can be super discouraging. But when we are more aware and educated on like, these are, this is all my body did. This is all my body the way my body changed, like we can look at it and we can be like, wow, like that's amazing. That's such a miracle. And look how much like respect and admiration I can have for my body and appreciation for all that it did. And now I can trust it. Like look how, how much it did. And remember how that took nine to 10 plus months. So look how much it did then. I can trust that it will do what it needs to do now postpartum to come back into its new normal and to adapt. And it will take some time, but I can give myself more grace because I know all the things that it's been through and all that's going through. So that can help you tremendously. Number 10, take time to celebrate your wins. So whether it's measuring or tracking your progress, whether it's setting those goals, like set those micro goals just as much as you're setting those big goals of like where you ultimately want to be. And When you take that time to honor your journey by celebrating your little wins along the way, you are going to be a million times less discouraged. You are going to be able to appreciate all that your body has done and all that it can do. And you're going to have that like wider perspective of the journey and all the ways that God has been blessing you and faithful to you through it. And so it's going to be much easier to kind of reconcile like some of these sacrifices that we make through motherhood and the ways that our body has changed and will continue to change through it when we celebrate those wins and those blessings along the way. So don't shortchange your wins, like celebrate them and honor them and allow yourself to just like sit with that too, instead of just sitting with how far you are from where you want to be. And this gets into number 11, which is avoid the common mindset pitfalls that I see. So let me go through some of the ones that I see the most often. So we've been talking through some, you know, as kind of common threads throughout this. But one of the big ones that I see is comparison to yourself and to other people. And it's so easy, again, to look to the left or right or look on Instagram and Facebook and just be like, why is she, you know, why does her body look like that and mine look like this? And we're comparing, again, we're comparing our behind the scenes to somebody's highlight reel and most of the time you know a lot of the pictures that we see are going to be like we're going to somebody's going to choose or we are going to choose the best looking picture out of maybe those 30 that we took we're going to choose the one where like it's the the angle that makes our body look the best it's like you know we're flexing super hard we're in the the most form-fitting yoga pants you know that that kind of hold in like any extra loose skin and you're not going to see other people's stretch marks you're not going to see other people the way other people's belly button may have changed because of pregnancy you're not going to see you know those things that we oftentimes are looking and we're fixated on when we look in the mirror or we look at our own bodies or we look at pictures of ourselves. we're going to be focused so much on those things that are making us feel insecure those things that are making us feel self-conscious and that's going to keep us stuck And so just remember your journey is its own. And when we compare our self to other people's like external, it's going to, it's going to cause a lot of 
those insecurities to just be amplified. So just remember that. And then, you know, there's also the pressure to compare ourselves to like our past self and the athlete we once were or the body that we once had and all of those things. But know that we're not meant to go back as much as we're meant to move forward and to evolve forward and to grow forward. And so motherhood is is more about like coming into who we are, you're meant to be in different seasons of our life. And our body is going to continue to grow and change and stretch and evolve in different seasons of our life. It's meant to do that. Anything that's not growing, anything that's not changing is dead. Anything that's alive is growing and changing. And and it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. And so the more we fight against it, the more we're just going to have this mental battle constantly that we're waging in our minds against ourselves and against our body and against our self-worth, you know. And so I just really wanted to encourage you in that. Another one is the all or nothing mindset. It can really just hold us back in so many ways. I talk about this in in so many different kind of topics through my podcast. And so just continue to let go of the perfection that can oftentimes overtake our postpartum recovery. The perfection that can that can kind of consume us when it comes to our body image, when it comes to our relationship with fitness and our relationship with our exercise routines and all of these things. You do not have to be perfect, my friend. Let me take that pressure off of you. If you're following a program, if you're following my program, if you are making your own program, whatever it is, do not put pressure on yourself to be perfect. (laughs) Life with a newborn is not going to be perfect. It's going to require flexibility and adaptability and like you giving yourself permission to pause in the middle of your workout to nurse your baby, to go ahead and go pee because you're feeling like that pressure, like you're leaking. You're going to, you know, probably have to maybe change a poopy diaper or a blowout, or you're going to, you know, maybe you're holding your baby while you're working out and they totally spit up all over you. I mean, all these things are going to happen and don't beat yourself up about it. And also you're probably going to be super sleep deprived. And so, you know, if you set this regimented routine and you're like, I can't fail or I can't diverge from this, otherwise I'm a failure. You're just going to like kind of spiral when you can't live up to it. And so I just encourage you do not set an all or nothing mindset because it's just going to keep you stuck or beating yourself up when you aren't going to live up to that. And then another one is measure measuring the gap over the gains. Oftentimes, if we're so focused on how far we are from where we want to be, we're going to lose sight of all of those wins along the way, all the gains that we're making, all the progress that we're making, even if it's little. And so, you know, focus on those things. And that's why it's helpful to set those incremental goals and those micro goals and along the way. And that's what a coach can really help you with. That's what a program can really help you with too. You're going to see that progress over time. Unrealistic expectations is a really big one. We've been talking about that. Pressure to prove ourselves, placing our worth in our body, the numbers on the scale, our performance. Continue, my friend, to grow in releasing the tendency to place so much of your value and your identity in other people's perceptions of you and what society tells you you should live up to in that pressure to prove yourself and to earn your worth. Your worth does not have to be earned and it cannot be taken away you are not more worthy if you live up to certain fitness goals. You are not more worthy if you meet a certain number on the scale. That's oftentimes kind of arbitrary anyways. You are not more worthy if you can shed a whole bunch of baby weight very quickly postpartum. And I fell into these traps so much with my first baby. And it it was just a painful prison I didn't even realize I was in. And so if any of those things resonate with you, then I just encourage you to either seek out support. I can really help you through these things 
and, and give you space to process these in a one-on-one session or in my group coaching community or in my program. That's what, that's what I'm here for. I'm really here to help you because these are hard things to navigate and we oftentimes feel like we're fighting these battles alone, but you're not alone in any of them. So don't allow yourself to feel isolated. Number 12, don't try to shortcut this process. Don't overwork your body by trying to beat it into submission. Oftentimes we're like, all right, I want to get fit. I want to see the results in my body. So I'm going to go out and run. But no, I want you to look at it instead of like in order to do this correctly and to actually do this in the most efficient way, I need to be fit to run instead of running to get fit. And that's the case across the board. Let me let that sink in. Make sure that you are fit to run, like your body has built up its capacity to do that demand instead of throwing yourself into that demand to get fitter. And this is kind of a different approach than we're oftentimes used to taking because we're used to pushing ourselves through pain. It's like no pain, no gains mentality. We're used to depleting ourselves or burning our body out to see results. But do not, do not, hear me loud and clear here, do not sacrifice your long-term health and performance and function for short-term gains. Remember your why and remember those long-term goals of how your body, you want your body to be able to function when you are older throughout all of motherhood and know why that matters to you. And that's going to really help you through this when you feel the pressure to compromise. Oftentimes we feel like if we try to take these shortcuts, like, and we often, we don't even realize we're doing it sometimes because it can be unintentional. We're like, oh, I can physically do this. I'm capable of doing this. And so I should be able to do it. But no, we have to remember just because we can doesn't always mean that we should. Just because we're physically able to do something in terms of exercise or a movement or lift a certain amount of weight or run a certain distance or run a certain pace at a certain time, it does not mean that that's actually prudent for our body and that it's actually respecting where our body's at. And so, you know, you can, if you, if it's hard to kind of understand that in postpartum, think about like reacting to a certain injury. You know, you, if you're ankle or your knee or your shoulder just went through a surgery or a major major injury you would know that you can't push it over its limit and it it sometimes is easier to know kind of what is too much when it's those kinds of body parts because it's much more commonly experienced um, as athletes throughout our life or it's much more known and kind of normalized but pregnancy and postpartum oftentimes it's things that we are again wrestling with that we can't always see from the outside. And it's oftentimes it's what's happening internally in our body. It's how our core is responding to pressure. It's how our pelvic floor is responding to things. So the best thing you can do again is to know those signs and symptoms because that's what's going to help you make sure that you're not overworking your body. You're not overdoing it and sacrificing your long-term health by ultimately making your process more of like a roundabout process. So slow is smooth, smooth is fast, and ultimately it's going to get you there faster at the end of the day. Number 13, nourish your body well, fuel it well. Focus on nutrition, focus on hydration, and especially if you're breastfeeding and you're trying to make sure that you're able to maintain your milk supply while continuing to push forward in your fitness goals, then, you know, and in your body composition goals, those are things that are super, super important. And so don't um, forget about that. Don't downplay it. And in my, in my, some of my conversations recently in the podcast about nutrition and kind of hacks to get healthy meals on the table quickly um, in some of the things, you know, I, I touched on in terms of our relationship with food through the holidays. There's a lot of good good ways that you can kind of find that healthy balance for you where you are not overly restrictive. You're not feeling like you are having to go on this like super intense diet to get to your goals 
and ultimately kind of damaging your long-term relationship with your body and your relationship with food and making it more about shame and guilt and obsession and pressure over a balance and a moderation and a freedom. So I really want that to be something that you kind of think about and focus on really embodying during your postpartum time. That's going to give you some really good tools there. And that's something we can also keep diving into um, if you would like moving forward. So number 14 is rest in the ways that you can. So be willing to receive support. I really want to reinforce to you that there is this pressure that we oftentimes place on ourselves. I totally get it because this is totally me too. We feel this pressure to do it all all by ourselves. But there is no trophy for this. <laughs> you are, are not a better mom, a stronger mom, a stronger human being if you do everything all by yourself. And it will, I, I want to remind you, it's not going to serve you as a mother. And so it's better to just learn and start asking for help, accepting help from others, accepting support now in pregnancy or postpartum, rather than when you hit your breaking points or when in those moments when like you are really falling apart. Do it proactively. And the more you can stretch that muscle of receiving help and receiving support, the the better off you're going to be, the happier you're going to be, the more you're really going to thrive because we're meant to help each other. We're meant to be in community. We're not meant to go through life alone. We're not meant to carry our crosses alone. That is not how God designed us. We rely on each other as humans. We rely on God. We are meant to be dependent on each other. And so don't hold yourself back from receiving that. And we oftentimes, I know our society and often our work environments and all these things are not, they're not structurally designed. Like our culture is not necessarily designed to support mothers well. So unfortunately, that means the onus is kind of on us to build our own village because we don't get these built-in villages. So instead of just wishing we had a village that we don't have, be willing to do a little bit of extra work. Just take one step at a time to build your village. And the first step is always just reaching out, like do, having that vulnerable, hard, but courageous conversation and a humble conversation and saying, hey, you know, I don't really know where to start or this is kind of where I'm at and I think I might need some help. And there's no shame in that. And we've all been there. And the more I've just let go of my pride in this sense, the just the better off I I am and the more I can grow I just don't even realize sometimes the ways that I'm holding myself back from the progress God wants me to make the blessings he wants to give me and just so many things like so many things that are related to the way that I'm called to show up and the way that I'm called to serve and all of that and none of that growth has come without asking for help and leaning on the support from people around me and especially people who have gone before me mentors and those that I really look up to so build your support system build your village look to those who have gone before you and especially the people that you really admire and that's something that you know do it before you hit those breaking points do it before you're falling apart but if you're currently falling apart if you're currently at a breaking point also no shame there please reach out for help wherever you are at please reach out for help and this is really related to rest in the postpartum time. We all need to be rested. We need like, and that might sound very, very um, impossible, but when I talk about rest, I mean more than just physical rest. I mean much more than sleep. It's like the spiritual rest that can only really come from allowing ourselves to receive and to slow down and be instead of just doing. And it's also allowing ourselves to give ourselves permission to rest even when everything is not done 
even when our house is messy, even when our to-do list is like so far from complete and not feeling guilty about that because we're human and we need rest and we need help and we need support. So just allow yourself to receive those things and continue to explore and get curious with compassion about the ways that you are holding yourself back from receiving those things that God actually wants you to receive. Number 15, last one here, advocate for yourself in the moment. And I want you to give yourself permission, especially here, to slow down when you are either experiencing those symptoms, when you don't feel like something is right, when you need to advocate for yourself because you're experiencing pressure to speed yourself up. So let me give you a couple of examples because this is going to help you protect your overall timeline goals. So it's like it sounds counterintuitive to slow ourselves down, to speed ourselves up, but like, no, seriously, let me give you some examples. So the very first one that I see often in our military community is the pressure to take fitness tests very early on postpartum. And oftentimes this, maybe it's a, you know, your unit is taking it and you're like, I'm a leader. I should lead by example. I should get out there with my soldiers. I should show that I can do it. And I kind of want to prove to myself that I can do it and I can do it physically. So like, maybe I should. Okay. Real talk here. We have to respect where we are in our recovery process. And we have to remember that oftentimes doing things before our body is ready is a premature return to certain demands. It, it can and it will set us back if we're not careful. And so it's a lot of gray areas in, at least in the army right now, in our regulations, because it doesn't provide specific guidance for when we can or should, you know, be required to take practice tests or diagnostic PT tests or do certain things in certain timelines. And of course, these things are all also very individualized. So our policies currently exempt us from record physical fitness testing and body composition testing to a year postpartum. But the policy doesn't talk about or exempt us from diagnostics or practice tests. And so it's kind of hard sometimes to make those decisions on what our timeline should be for, you know, returning to group uh, exercise sessions or returning to, you know, do these fitness tests um, just to kind of see where we're at and get a baseline. And oftentimes we want to get baselines to kind of see where we're starting and to see what we are able to do at certain times. But we just have to remember our body's healing and we need to make sure we have the prerequisite rehab foundation built so that we can like safely do these, do these demands and make sure we're not sacrificing our long-term recovery for that. And so we have to progress up to it. If you haven't progressed up to it, you should not be taking one of these fitness tests. And especially now in the army, we have a much more intensive um, and comprehensive fitness test that's like more CrossFit oriented. It's very high demand on your body, you know? And so that, regardless of like where you are in your score, it's a high demand on your body. And so just remember that and give yourself grace there and make sure that you're not making those decisions from a place of pressure to perform and push through pain and discomfort and that in the moment, if you do take it, give yourself permission to scale back if you are experiencing pain, if you are experiencing discomfort, if you are experiencing some of those symptoms, you know, and, and don't feel like you have to push through those just because it's a, it's going to give you a number and a score. Remember when we're placing so much of our worth in numbers and scores, we don't feel like we can slow down. We don't feel like we can actually respect where we are in our healing. And so it's all, it's all very interrelated. You know, I hope that's something that this is reinforcing to you. So ideally, if you're, you know, let's just say you're in the army, if you are between zero and six months postpartum, I definitely recommend you don't really think about taking a practice test for a physical fitness test until 
you either absolutely have to for something that you need to do to like open the door of an opportunity or something like that. I know there's a lot of situations we might find ourselves in in order to progress in our careers, we have to do a PT test. So I totally get it. That's where I was too. But just make sure you're not imposing a unneeded pressure on yourself to do it faster than is prudent to do. And so I recommend like five to six months postpartum is a good time to take a diagnostic fitness test and to see where you're at. That doesn't mean that you can't be kind of incrementally testing yourself on the different events as you know as you want to, as you're ready to, um, and progressing to them. But I'm talking like a higher pressure environment where you have to do these things back to back with certain time frames in between because that's what the standards look like. You know, and when you're surrounded by those that you're working with, when you're surrounded by peers, when you're surrounded by your subordinates, when you're surrounded by other leaders, you're going to feel those external pressures and you're going to, that adrenaline is going to kick in of, okay, I got to perform. I got to prove myself. I got to earn credibility. I got to show them that I can do it. I got to show them that like motherhood is not the, the death of my fitness and my dreams. You know, like you're going to feel all of those things. I know because I'm with you and I feel that competitiveness too, internally and externally. And so just give yourself space to make those decisions from a clear-headed place and don't be afraid to have those hard conversations if it's not right for you at the time and approach it from a place of, hey, I am really want to prioritize my long-term recovery here and my readiness over the long run. And I know the best way to do that is to give myself space to actually heal and to fully recover and to make sure I'm incrementally progressing into these things. And if you are a leader and you're like, I want to be really present with my soldiers and my team when they're doing this thing, hey, go show up and be one of the graders. Go show up and cheer everybody on. Go show up and maybe run part of the run with them or, you know, things like that. And you can still be present, but you don't have to do every single thing that everyone else is doing and prove yourself in that way to be a good quality leader and to be a good member of the team. So just some different ways to think about it. You know, and if you are at the point where you're like, okay, I have to take this thing because it's part of my requirements for my, um, you know, career progression, or I'm like coming up on my timeline, but you're still dealing with lingering core and pelvic health symptoms. And you're like, I'm experiencing complications. And maybe you didn't know you could seek out support until now, or maybe you're like, okay, I really should get the help. And I've kind of been dragging my feet on it or, or whatever it is, whatever your reason is. I was a year and a half postpartum when I was still experiencing pretty severe urinary incontinence. I was leaking a lot with running. And again, I didn't know that I could get support until then. And so there I was a year and a half postpartum, you know, dealing with so many anxieties around every time that we were going and running. I was in an infantry unit surrounded by men that I was really working to keep up with and all of these things. And, you know, we were going back and forth between field training and um, time away from my baby and time, you know, where we were out in the field, we weren't able to like continue to do normal fitness routines. And there were just so many dynamics at play that I was experiencing that were contributing to both like the difficulty in mental health and the difficulty in my recovery. But when I finally was like ready to receive support, it was a, it was a lot later than like initial postpartum. When you still, when you think about the word postpartum, oftentimes we think of like immediately after having a baby, but postpartum, it, there's no like set time frame for postpartum. Postpartum is just any, it's when you have a baby, you're now postpartum and not to look at like, we're limited and, and we're, you know, always going to be healing for the rest of our life, but no, like this is, it's just a sort of like extension of that time. And there's no, again, there's no like final point in which you are like gonna, everything's going to be magically back to what it was before, if that makes sense. And things might, might always be evolving and changing and that's okay. So the more we can kind of release those expectations of ourselves, the easier it's going to be to navigate these things as they come. 
And so if you are lingering, if you're dealing with lingering medical challenges like pelvic health complications or, you know, lower body injury that's exacerbated by your postpartum experience or something like that, if there's anything that's going to be impacting your ability to take a physical fitness test or to, to meet certain standards, I really recommend do not hesitate to ask for a referral to reach out to your medical team or specialty care providers for a full evaluation and to kind of extend your timeline if needed. Again, there's no shame in that. We got to keep the big picture in mind because it might feel like embarrassing or we might have all these narratives in our mind about, oh, like a good, good leader, like doesn't go on what we call a profile um, in the military, you know, and we have to do all these things. We have to push through and we have this mentality. But the thing is like our body is going to hopefully be around for us far after our military service and same thing with our mental health and same thing you know with our family and if we're if we're constantly compromising those things to feel like we are measuring up and to not feel like we're failing then at the end of the day we're probably going to experience a lot of resentment and guilt and regrets at you know related to our service and so I don't want you to walk away with any of that baggage my friend it is not worth it and you know if I could go back and and redo you know a whole bunch of my first postpartum experience I would have done it very differently and even even though I had very little felt like I had very little choice in the pressures I was facing in getting back to our fitness test super quickly and getting back to training super quickly because I was trying to get our family station back together and I was also trying to catch back up in my career after a pregnancy that didn't allow me to go to my initial training because we've since changed the policy because it was very discriminatory that kind of paints a picture for you and so with all of those conditions I felt like I didn't have a choice and I didn't have the awareness and education and support that I have now and and so you don't have to navigate these things alone. If you're like feeling stuck or you're not really sure how to approach certain, you know, situations and you're feeling like you're kind of backed into corners and you don't really know how to advocate for yourself or to kind of move forward, I'm here for you and I, I want to be able to help you. So do not be afraid to reach out. And I hope that these tips were helpful for you. I know, you know, this is a long one, which is why I broke it up into two. And This is something that if you apply even half of these, you know, to your postpartum recovery, you're going to have a much more successful and smooth postpartum recovery than the majority of moms out there who don't unfortunately have access to this information. And if this was helpful to you, please, please, please share this with a friend. Please share this with another mom who could use this support, who could use this information and encouragement please go ahead and leave a rating and leave a review on this podcast. This is the number one way that you can thank me. This is number one way that you can help get this out to more women who need it because the truth is so many of us, so many of us, like we're, we're just sifting through all the terrible guidance that's out there. I mean, I gave you a bunch of examples of how awful Google is, how awful like so much of the standard kind of messaging that's out there on how to get back to fitness postpartum how to, you know, exercise, ease back into exercise, how to have a sort of faster postpartum recovery like we've been talking about. So you don't have to navigate this alone and do not allow the moms around you to navigate this alone. We've got to support each other. We've got to continue to build our village. And, and part of building our village is also building support for the other moms around us who might be struggling and not really know where to start. So I know, you know, to wrap it up, all the change postpartum, or through pregnancy, it might leave you feeling a little bit lost and kind of uncertain in your body or uncomfortable in your body or uncertain in your identity. And it's like your body probably feels kind of foreign to you, especially if this is your first postpartum experience. 
I want to remind you, you are incredibly strong. Your body is incredibly resilient. It is not broken. So do not allow the messaging out there to make you feel like you are broken. But your body at the same time has been through a lot. It needs to be taken care of in the right way so that you can really recover. You can rehab. You can rebuild that foundation that's going to be strong that ultimately gets you to where you want to be and makes it sustainable. And nobody regrets a strategic, intentional return and approach to their recovery. But so many of us, so many athletes out there, we regret jumping in too fast and pushing those boundaries before we are really ready, before our body's ready, before our mind's ready. And, and that's so many of our stories. And we deal with the consequences of this silently often. We silently suffer through it. And we oftentimes don't even know that there's help out there or that there's another way. And we don't know how to navigate those pressures. And so I wish I had access to this information to empower me back then because it would have saved me a lot of pain. Like, that's the truth. It would have saved me a lot of pain. And I don't want other moms to say, I wish I knew, like I was saying. You know, I was constantly thinking that to myself like as I went through this so I was so life-changing to be become educated in this and to be able to give back and, and coach other women in this way so there's no shortcuts in this process of a postpartum return but it's about trusting the process and there are so many things we can do to make the process more effective and process more efficient but at the end of the day remember the first two to three months like I said slow is smooth smooth is fast so protecting your recovery in those first two to three months will ultimately give you a million times less ups and downs it will be an ultimately faster return so I hope that this helped you think about it in a slightly different way because it's not about compromising our physical health our well-being our mental health like all of these things to have a quick bounce back it's much more about how can we kind of give ourselves more peace and and um, you know confidence through this process and, and give ourselves better outcomes and also a better relationship with our body, a better relationship with fitness at the end of the day, a more, more you know, well-rounded and balanced relationship with those things. And also to allow God to refine us through this, to build our patience and our, our virtue and our ability to be stretched through it as a mother. And so, you know, after all of this, some big takeaways for you that I want you to remember. If you haven't already, grab my free postpartum return to fitness guide. Be sure to download this. It's going to walk you through the, you know, the biggest things that you need to know to safely and effectively get back to exercise, how to heal your core and pelvic floor. It's going to help you build your strength again to get back to whatever you need to do postpartum and whatever you want to do. It's going to cover timelines. It's going to cover C-section recovery specifics, pelvic floor tearing recovery and how to navigate those things, um, how to heal diastasis recti, how to return to running and so much more. So that's the first one. And then number two, if you're ready to take this next step for, step with me or if you want to discern that, if you're a busy, active mom and you really want to have a proven plan to rebuild your core, to rebuild your full body strength, and to return to fitness postpartum, if you want to fully recover from birth and regain your fitness after baby, let's get you there. And that's what you, we are going to do together inside my program, Strong and Resilient. And so what you will get with my program is lifetime access to the full 18-week postpartum training program. It includes early movement guidance you can apply right after you have your baby. So you're not kind of left hanging until you get to your six-week um, checkup. It's going to give you a full exercise plan with demo videos for every single movement so you know exactly what to do. It's going to give you different variations for those things, in-depth videos on different topics like healing diastasis recti, the 10 signs and symptoms you really need to be mindful of, how to overcome body image struggles. It's going to help you get the most results through those videos that are going to help you to thrive and not just survive postpartum as well. It's going to give you 23 bonus workouts in addition to your full training program because I want to give you workouts to have in your back pocket for 
baby-friendly workouts for those days when your little one is not going to let you put them down because they're too fussy that day. When you need to keep building your confidence with speed and explosive movements, I give you running and jumping workouts to continue even after you get through the program. I'm going to give you extra core workouts so that you can really focus on those things even when you graduate the program, quote-unquote. Or if you go back to your unit PT and you can't do a full exercise program, those are ones that you can continue to apply. It's going to give you some 30 self-paced little videos where I teach my top tips to truly give you a positive integrated approach to focusing on your whole health and your balance postpartum, not just your physical fitness, because this is, I mean, that's important. We need to tackle postpartum life with more peace and confidence as mothers, because it's so much more than just the fitness that matters and you really matter and you need to be taken care of too. And so this is going to help you to truly thrive postpartum. I give you printable calendars for each phase so you can visually track your progress and, and it gives you all the, you know, takes all the stress out of what to do when and all the mental work out of that. And that's so helpful to help you celebrate your wins along the way, like we talked about, because it gives you that space to cross off each of your workouts when you complete it. And it's so rewarding knowing you showed up for yourself, your family, and then you're moving closer to your goals every single step along the way. You'll get access to a private Facebook group where you get access to me to answer any questions that you might have. You know, we're building our community. I can put extra resources and support in there. It can be an extra place for accountability for you and encouragement as you make your way through your postpartum journey. So that's the best way to connect with other like-minded moms as well going through this. And then I give you access to ongoing updates and additions for life. You can have access to this for as many times as you need it, my friend, for any future postpartum experiences. And like I said, I'm a lifelong learner and I prioritize continual education. So you always know that you are going to get the best quality guidance that's out there. And I'm going to update it with any new research that emerges in the field to make sure you are getting the best results possible. So I'm right here with you. And I know it can be so hard to navigate all of the dynamics of motherhood, of military life, and these the pressures to get back to our fitness, you know, the, the pressures to perform on our PT tests, to uh, prove ourselves, you know, with, with our teams and those that we lead. The ways that oftentimes physical fitness is associated with certain opportunities that we're trying to earn, I get it. I completely get it. And especially if you take a lot of pride in your fitness and it's really hard to see your body changing through these times, I completely understand and I'm with you. So I'm here for you in all of those ways. And I know that those pressures and tensions are really real, but you should not have to choose between your motherhood, your health, and your career. And so I'm going to help you figure out a way to navigate all of those things and to give you the information I wish I had and help support you through these seasons so you don't have to feel as alone as I did. So you deserve that kind of support. And that's what I'm here to give you. So go ahead and down below, I'm going to link these in um, as I always do. So you can, you can always check them out um, if this is something you're ready to jump right into. If you are pregnant and you're preparing for your postpartum experience and you're listening to this to help you kind of get ready mentally and physically for, you know, how to prepare, then jumping right into my program now and starting to expose yourself to some of the videos, starting to take a look and kind of soak in what the program looks like is going to really help you also so that you can hit the ground running when you're ready to start. So I am here for you and I'm standing by for any questions. Feel free to reach out to me at megan at armtotheheart.com. If you have any questions, if you're like, Megan, I'm not sure if this is the right fit for me, given my situation, um, or how far postpartum I am, you know, I'm not sure if I'm too far gone, or I'm not sure, um, you know, what to expect maybe from it. So go ahead and read my frequently asked questions in the postpartum program page. Um, and it goes through a lot of the things that I, I kind of oftentimes answer questions on so that you can, you can discern if it's the right fit for you. So I am here for you and 
I'm lifting you up. I want you to feel like you are very supported through your postpartum season and you do not deserve anything less. So do not sell yourself short. I think one of the hardest things is, again, accepting support, accepting help, and knowing that we are worthy of investing in ourselves too as moms. So that's your reminder for today to give yourself permission to receive just as much as you are pouring yourself out for your little one and for everyone that you serve. So cheering you on and I'm praying for you and God is with you, my friend. Do not forget that God is in all of this. He is in this with you. And this may feel like a mountain that you are climbing, but know that he is giving you the grace and the strength to continue to live out your call well and to also bring him glory through all of it. So that's my prayer for you. Again, please share this with a friend who needs it too. And I will see you next time.